0: Remember the resurrected Jesus. I was reflecting on that cry of victory that the Apostle Paul writes to his beloved disciple Timothy. And I thought back, my mind hearkened to the September 11, 2001, when the World Trade Center was attacked. And immediately after that, so many brave, patriotic men and women who went and signed up to go to Afghanistan to fight al-Qaeda, who were responsible for that atrocity. Among those were very successful professionals who put their careers on hold to serve their country. Some even paid the ultimate sacrifice, their lives, including a football star by the name of Pat Tillman. The battle cry for those brave men and women was this. Remember September 11th. Remember September 11. This was their battle cry that gave them courage to face a hardened enemy, a severe terrain, and a impossible odds, and indeed treacherous conditions. Every time they faced an impossibility and the difficulties of that place, they bucked each other up and said to each other, Remember September 11. That remembrance was designed to recall to mind the dreadful feelings of humiliation and and defeat of that day. Those of us who lived through it can never, never, never forget it. In fact, our nation and so many people around the world were stunned by those events. But today, on this Resurrection Sunday morning, I want to tell you about another battle cry that you and I must always remember. Not once a year, not every day, but every moment of every day. Indeed, it's the cry that we should be remembering in every event in our life. Remember the resurrected Jesus. This is the battle cry of remembrance that was used to recall not a dreadful feeling of humiliation and defeat, but rather it recalls victory, power, strength, and glory. It is the battle cry that will give you strength when you have none. It is the battle cry that will give you victory when you feel defeated. It is the battle cry that will give you comfort in the middle of sorrowful circumstances. It will heal your painful memories. It will fill you with hope and promise for the future. It will lift you up when you have fallen. Remember the resurrected Jesus. Say it with me. Remember this cry of remembrance was given to a young, straggling pastor who was facing so many challenges and so many difficulties nearly 2,000 years ago. And the Apostle Paul was so deeply concerned about this one star disciple of his by the name of Timothy. And yet, this cry of remembrance is as relevant today to every one of us as it was in the day it was given by the Apostle Paul to Timothy. It is a cry of remembrance to every defeated, every discouraged, every disillusioned believer in Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 8, the great apostle pauses to encourage his young discouraged disciple. Remember the resurrected Jesus. I read also some years ago that when the Texans were fighting with Mexico back in the 1800s, There was a battle cry for that day, too. It was called, Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. And that helped them in their battle. During World War II, there was also a battle cry, Remember Pearl Harbor. Remember Pearl Harbor. But as I said, all of these battle cries of remembrance, they rose from defeat, they rose from humiliation. All of these battle cries of remembrance came from hurting, from being blindsided and attacked unexpectedly. And the reality was a great deal of suffering, of unimaginable loss. But when the apostle Paul tells Timothy to remember the resurrected Jesus, descendant of David, he was reminding Timothy and every one of us, not of defeat, but of victory. He was telling Timothy, and every one of us to remember the greatest victory and the greatest event in all of human history. Uh, This dying great apostle Paul was saying to this young protege and to every one of us in this place, people who have placed their faith in Christ alone, remember the resurrected Jesus. Let me ask you this. Do you want to live a vibrant life, purpose-filled life, remember the resurrected Jesus. Do you want to experience peace in the midst of a topsy-turvy world and circumstances? Remember the resurrected Jesus. Do you want powerful living? Do you want meaningful life? Do you want joyful life? Remember the resurrected Jesus. I'm sure if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and committed your life to Him and He's your Savior and Lord, I'm sure you're asking the question, Michael, how can anyone forget the resurrection? how can anyone forget the resurrection of Jesus? The resurrection of Jesus is what sets the Christian faith apart from all the other so-called great religions. The resurrection of Jesus is the very heart and soul of my Christian faith. How can I forget the resurrected Jesus? Without the resurrection, the Christian faith would have been the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on humanity, ever. Without the resurrection of Jesus, he would have been just the founder of another dead religion. Jesus would have been a mere good teacher, or a good prophet, or a good philosopher, or a guru who died for a good cause. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we would never have had Western civilization and modern civilization. Without the resurrection of Jesus— would have still been living in the Stone Age, in the Dark Ages. And so, how come Paul is telling Timothy and every one of us to remember the resurrected Jesus? Ah, because God knows, and the great apostle knew, that we have fickle memories. Do you want to test me on this? (laughs) We have fickle memories. We really, really do, all of us. It's been a while back that I read this true story. It's a great scientist who specialized, a brain scientist, who specialized on the use of memory. He earned a doctorate degree and uh, earned another postdoctorate studies on the use of memory and the mind. He became so renowned in his field that he wrote two books on the subject. He became so well-known about remembering and memory. Uh, he fashioned a course of study. People of luck to learn that course of study about memory development, how you develop your memory. And one day he accepted to be a k- keynote speaker in um, Akron, Ohio. Great scientists, neurologists, all my experts of the mind, they all assembled. They came to hear this great man, who has great experience and great knowledge of how to use memory. They came from all over the world, but the speaker did not turn up. So when they called him in California, where he lived, to ask him, he simply said, I forgot all about it. <laughs> you see, beloved, listen, our memory is fickle. And Paul knew how easy it is to forget this most important event of all human history. He understood just how easy it is for us to get so bogged down in lives crushing problems, and crushing circumstances, and forget the all-important power of the resurrection that Paul said is working in the life of every believer, that power of the resurrection that is available for everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was only too aware of just how easy it is for us to become so bitter and so sour and so skeptical in life And we become so angry at God at times. The very power that raised Jesus from the dead, He has been telling us, is available to work in us. I know we all joke about having selective memories, and I know that is a fact. We all have selective memories. I remember many years ago, we were all young husbands, and a wise, wise, wise older gentleman, he was saying, We all have selective memories, as long as you remember the right memories and select the the important ones. He said, for example, every one of you young guys must never forget your wife's birthday, but you should forget which one it is. (laughs) Question. Why should believers in Jesus must always—I mean always— remember the resurrection of Jesus. Ah, because we would be helpless and hopeless and confused without it. I need to explain this a a little further, just a bit more so you can understand what I'm trying to say. Before any scientific uh, discovery or any intellectual discovery, there's always confusion. There's always, before a breakthrough comes in, there's a fog, and reality don't look very clear. After the discovery is made, there is a light that comes in. There is a light that shines on the situation. After this new understanding, everything begins to fall in place. In the same way with the resurrection of Jesus. Listen carefully. Accept and remember and claim the power of the resurrected Jesus, and all of the other things in life will fall in place. Remember that the power will help you make sense out of confusion. And then you're going to find other issues that may be troubling you are going to fall in place. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and you accept the glaring evidence of the resurrection, you submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ, then you're going to find that issues such as miracles, or, or the authority of the Scripture, or the divinity of Christ, and on and on and on, all of these are going to fall in place. But they begin with the resurrection. Get the resurrection right, and you will get everything else in Christianity right. Experience firsthand the power of the resurrection of Jesus in your life, and you're going to experience power for living. Remember constantly the resurrection of Jesus, and you will be overcome by his love and grace and mercy. No one can deny that we all face difficulties and pain in life, and this is part of life. You got pain you're experiencing some trials in your life, welcome to the human race. We all have them. We all face them. I mean, just look today at the statistics that I read with a, a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach about the dependence on prescription drugs. When I read those statistics, I just want to weep. And I'm not saying that all prescription medicine, you know, we, we, we all use prescription medicine, and, but I'm talking about dependence and addiction to mind-altering drugs. When I asked a person one time who's going through this and is unable to get off this, I said, why? He said, it helps me to cope with the problems of life. My beloved friends, please listen to me. There is no drug that can really help you make sense of life. There is no drug that can help you overcome the powerful life challenges that we all face. Hear me right. All of the self-help methods, they can help a little bit. All of the self-help, they may help you just a little bit, but they can never change the circumstances that are beyond your control. They can never give us supernatural power to overcome evil. They can never give us victory over addiction. They can never give us ability to rise above illnesses and diseases and sickness. Above all, they can never give us victory over the greatest enemy of all, and that's death. Oh, but the power of the resurrected Jesus can. That's why Paul is saying to his young associate, remember the resurrected Jesus. Not that Timothy had amnesia, no, but he knows how we all get bogged down in our problems, and we forget that the very power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in us. When you are discouraged, remember the power that raised Jesus from the dead is yours. When you're depressed, remember the power of the resurrected Jesus. When you feel rejected, remember the power of the resurrected Jesus who said, I'll never reject you. When you suffer injustice, remember the power of the resurrected Jesus. When you're unable to cope with the tragedies, remember the power of the resurrected Jesus. When you are experiencing crushing loneliness and you don't know which way to turn, remember the resurrected Jesus. When you are anxious about the future and the future of your family and wondering what will come next, remember the resurrected Jesus. If you don't know which way to turn, remember the resurrected Jesus. Amen belongs here. See, throughout the Scripture, we see it again and again and again, the transformative power of the resurrection of Jesus. The power of the resurrected Jesus came upon a frightened group of men. I mean, they were so frightened they had all the doors locked, and they did not want to go out of the house. But when the power of the resurrection came upon them, The history says that they have turned the Roman Empire upside down. (laughs) The power of the resurrected Jesus came upon a terrorist who was arresting and killing Christian believers. And he was on a mission on his way to the city of Damascus, Syria, in order to arrest the Christians. And that power of the resurrected Jesus came upon him and made him the great apostle Paul. The power of the resurrected Jesus came upon a man who denied his friend Jesus three times and gave him the courage to ask that he be crucified upside down Uh, Today, from the media ministry that we have and and from Kingdom Sat and from leading the way around the world, we literally receive thousands of correspondence from people and from countries worldwide, far and wide, evidence of the resurrection power transforming their lives. Some were terrorists and now they're evangelists. And tell me that this is not the power of the resurrected Jesus. The resurrection power turned renegades into righteous men and women. The resurrection power turned deceitful people into truth speakers. The resurrection power came upon a high school boy in the 60s. And today, as you know, we broadcast 13,000 times a week in 195 countries, and God gets all of the glory for that. The power of the resurrected Jesus accomplishes what no earthly power could ever accomplish. My beloved friends, on this Resurrection Sunday, if you have never experienced that power of the resurrection, today you can. This is the good news if you have never come to the resurrected Jesus humbly confessing your sins and repenting of your sins, acknowledging your shortcomings and your inability to save yourself, and you receive forgiveness from His hand and receive the gift of eternal life, that power of the resurrection begins to work in you. The resurrection power will come upon you and will descend upon you, but then you have to constantly remind yourself of that power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in you. He can give you power today, regardless of how powerless you may feel. This is power the world does not understand. This is a power that all of humanity will never understand. Remember the resurrected Jesus. Say it with me. Remember the resurrected Jesus. The reason Paul was trying to challenge his young associate to remember the resurrected Jesus is because he knew that the Christian faith is not a fad. You know what I'm talking about? It's not a fad. It's not a novelty. It's not a flash in the pan. No! Because of the resurrection of Jesus, we are connected to the great purpose of God in history. Jesus did not just appear in a vacuum, like other founders of other religions. Jesus did not search for a mission, and He found or discovered His destiny. No, and a million no No. For thousands of years, before Jesus came from heaven to earth, all of God's prophets in the Old Testament, they prophesied of His coming. Jesus is none other than the Creator God who became man. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, according to the Old Testament. The Old Testament said He's going to come and He's going to die for our sin. And then He was buried and raised again on the third day, just as the Scripture predicted, hundreds of years before Christ came. He did not just appear in a vacuum. He wasn't looking for a mission. He knew what His mission was. He coexisted with the Father, before all worlds. And yet, he humbled himself, and he saw that equality with the Father is not something to grab into, but he let it go. And in obedience he came, so that he might carry your sins and mine on his holy sinless body. In Acts chapter 2, 29, 30, 31, Peter said, King David prophesied about Jesus and the fact that He will not stay in the grave for very long, 1,000 years before the resurrection. In Psalm 16, you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. His body cannot see decay, cannot decay like ours. He rose from the dead. Remember the resurrected Jesus. Jesus came to earth, born of a virgin. Lived and died on a cross. He rose again in fulfillment of all of the Old Testament prophecies. Don't miss what I'm going to tell you. America is filled with fads. It's filled with fads. We have new one coming out every day. Fads. We see wonder boys and wonder girls. (laughs) They get their 15 minutes of fame and then they're gone. Yesterday's burning issues are forgotten today. We live in a, a day of fast perishing news cycles. There are men who founded religions that are built on killing of your enemies, but our God, say that with me, but our God, who came from heaven, says that you must love your enemies to death. That's our death. Our God did not tell us to kill our enemies, but rather He told us to love them. Our God did not kill His enemies, but He was killed in our place so that we may live with Him for all of eternity. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not a fad or a flash in the pan, no. The Christian faith is not made of rules and regulations but of resurrected Lord. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not man's invention, as some would want us to believe, but it is God's eternal plan. The Christian faith is one with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The Christian faith is one with King David. The Christian faith is one with Peter and James, and John, and all the apostles. The Christian faith is one with the early Christian fathers. The Christian faith is one with all of the Reformers. And we remember all of that when we remember the resurrected Jesus. He said, remember the resurrected Jesus, that's His divinity, descendant of David as His humanity. Finally, Paul tells Timothy to remember the resurrected Jesus, because remembering the resurrection will give you true and lasting contentment. I want to tell you something. Don't miss this, because I can tell you, I've seen with those eyes in the past 70 years of my life, temporary contentment is easily disturbed. Temporary contentment can disappear. Wealth, fame, and companionship can fly away in a moment. Dreams can be shattered with one phone call and turn into nightmares. Goals that have been accomplished can turn into depression and dissatisfaction. But when you are constantly connected with the resurrected Jesus, when you are constantly remembering the resurrected Jesus, you have true, permanent contentment. Life goes up and down, you're contented. Problems come and go, you're contented. Difficulties you face, you're contented. Because you know that Jesus has gone ahead of us to heaven, and that Jesus is preparing a place for us in heaven. And because Jesus will one day, and maybe sooner than we think, is going to come back and take every one of us to heaven. Amen. Amen. when you begin and continue to remember the resurrected Jesus, you'll discover that life, with all of its ups and downs, is one big, giant, hope-filled adventure. I don't know where you have placed your hope. Only you know where your total hope is placed, and it's between you and God. I know where my hope is. It's not in this wonderful ministry. I love it with all my heart. It's not in the 35 books that I've written. It is not in the ministries that goes all over the world. There's none of that. And I love my family just as much as you love your family. But my hope is not in my family. My hope is set on the resurrected Jesus soon to come back and take me to heaven. Make no mistake about it, Jesus was the only one who rose from the dead never to die again. Never, never to die again. You see, He raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised a lot of people from the dead. Every one of the people that Jesus raised from the dead, they all died again. But not Jesus. He rose never, never, never to die again. And He is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, sitting on the rim of the universe. He's ruling and reigning. And every time you see the world out of control, remember, it is not out of His control. Amen. Amen. There's something else I want to tell you. It's of vital importance because it's going to authenticate this exhortation by the great apostle to his young protege. When he said this battle cry to Timothy, remember the resurrected Jesus. Beloved, listen to me. Paul did not find himself sitting on the French Riviera sipping some tulip juice. No. No, 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 no. He was in a Roman dungeon. As many times as my wife and I have been in Rome, we have never been able to find the place, but we found it last year. You go inside, all the way down, four walls, only a hole in the ceiling from which they dropped the food. He was in that dungeon when he wrote to Timothy and said, remember, the resurrected Jesus. You see, if Paul was in the lap of luxury and he would write to Timothy and said, Remember the resurrected Jesus, you to know, say, What does he know? What does he know? Oh yeah, he does. He does. He knew that his earthly life was about to come to an end. In fact, most historians say that this is the very last epistle that he wrote. It's the very last one, 2 Timothy. He knows his time is short. Does he complain? No. Does he exhibit bitterness and a disappointment at his situation of feeling sorry for himself? No. Does he regret his commitment to Christ and faithfully serving Christ and faithfully suffering for Christ? No. No. He rejoiced, for he goes on to say, If I die, I'll be with him. If I live, I'll serve him. Beloved, Paul lived and died a contented man. A contented man. What made the difference? What made the difference? Can you say it with me? The resurrected Jesus. And he can make the difference in your life today. Pray with me. There's someone here who would say, Michael, I see myself as a religious man, but I've never really experienced nor that I even live in that power. I don't understand it. Well, you're in good company. You can join me in the privacy of your heart with this prayer Lord Jesus Christ, you died on that cross for me, sinless for a sinner. Forgive me. I receive you as the Savior of my life and the Lord of my life come into my life transform me with your power and the power of your resurrection for I pray this in your name Jesus Amen Amen.